You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, I'm Seth Peterson. Hi, I'm Debbie Hedren. I'm Rhonda Schwartz. I'm Josh Roberts. This is Jesslyn Gilson. Hello, I'm Victor Webb. Hi, this is Charlotte Ross. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. What's up, you guys? This is AJ from the Fashion Hi, this is Shannon Elizabeth, and you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. And you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. With John Patch. John Patch. You're listening to Talkin' Pets with John Patch. Hello, America, and welcome to Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions, concerns, comments, and stories. Now it's time for Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. And welcome to Talkin' Pets. Heard coast to coast on your favorite radio station. This is Talkin' Pets, and I'm John Patch. Joining us is... Tony. Dr. Lisa Santonzi from Hillsborough County Animal Services. And Dr. Vince Santonzi from the Hillsborough Community College Veterinary Technology Program in Plant City, Florida. Here to answer your medical questions and your behavior questions about your pets at 844-72876. That's 844-287-2876. That's the number to call with your questions. When you call into that number, you'll speak with Mr. Zach Buden, and he'll put you on the line with us I only to ask your questions. You ask. The show is produced in-house, in studio by Miss Amanda Page. Hi, Mandy. Hey there, Johnny Boy. Okay, you sound okay. <laughs> yeah. And work on that. in training is Lexi Lapp. She's going to be uh, watching us go on, and hopefully it gets better as we go on. <laughs> and joining us online is for National Pet Week, Dr. Mitzi Vargas. We're going to be talking with her for the next couple of minutes to talk about National Pet Week. But once again, I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Vincent Dunsey. And Amanda Page. And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Lisa Santonzi. I'm Dr. Vince Santonzi. And Amanda Page. The number to call is 844-287-2876. That's 844-287-2876. Pick up the phone and give us a call. We want to talk to you about your pets. I don't know, Mandy, something that you hit over there was good. So pick up the phone, give us a call. 844-287-2876. We want to talk to you, of course, about your pets. But we want to say this is National Pet Week. So um, we're here to answer all of your pet questions and we have a special guest that's going to be joining us in this hour but uh joining us right now of course in studio is dr lisa santonzi and lisa you are with the shelter and you're the vet at the shelter at which one here in florida i just went back to hillsborough county animal services i was up at hernando county animal services for 14 months and uh just came back to hill about five weeks ago where i'm the veterinary medical director you did just change jobs then. So it's like, when did this happen? Five weeks ago? I, yeah, five weeks ago. And Dr. Vince, you are the, uh, I'm the director HCC? of the vet tech program at uh, Hillsborough Community College up at Plant City, where we uh, just graduated a, uh, a wonderful class of um, veterinary technicians. Um, and uh, we're getting ready to accept another class. So... Yeah, things are really going very well up at the program, and uh, it's a good time to say if anybody out there is interested in becoming a veterinary technician to um, contact us at Hillsborough Community College. Like I say, we are accepting applications right now for another class. You have a website, right? We do. 
uh, hccfl.edu. And uh, they can get to the veterinary technology page by going to departments on the Hillsborough Community College homepage. And then uh, the vet tech department page will give them all the information that they need to apply to our program. And I think we're accepting applications for another week. Oh, once you give, give that website one more time. Sure. It's, uh, it's www.hccfl.edu. Well, we want to welcome onto the program right now Dr. Mitzi Vargas. She is uh, the owner and founding veterinarian of Orchard Springs Animal Hospital out of the Florida area, and we're going to be talking about National Pet Week. So I want to welcome on Dr. Vargas. How are you, Dr. Vargas? Hey, John. Doing great. Good. Yeah, we're having a mic. Excuse us. We're having a little bit technical aspects with the mics. We've got a bunch of mics in one room, so uh, it's bouncing back and forth a little bit, but we'll get it right. Yeah, but, it, it sounds like a world space. But, yeah, a little bit. A little <laughs> bit. I still hear you, so that's good. Good, good, good. Hey, um, I just wanted to touch base. Now, National Pet Week runs this entire week, correct? Yeah, we're wrapping up uh, right now National Pet Week, that's sure, every, every first week of May. Now, tell us a little bit about you. You actually graduated from, is it Tuskegee? Tuskegee University, yeah, in 94. So I've been practicing for 20 years, and about 50, uh, the first 10 years of them were straight um, Eastern, you know, uh, I mean, Western practice, uh, straight from school, by the book, and then the last 10 I've been <laughs> integrating uh, with the Eastern uh, wisdom of uh, Chinese medicine and with some holistic, uh, you know, medicine. So I, just a more integ- integrated practice uh, the past 10 years and uh, been very successful in treating animals and, um, and, and promoting wellness. So I, I've been more of a wellness veterinarian than a, you know, than a regular that you would think of a regular veterinarian. And that's why, you know, I jumped at the opportunity, you know, to be speaking on behalf of the um, AVMA right now to promote responsible pet ownership and to just get some awareness of veterinary medicine, how different and how um, broad it is. Now explain to us a little bit about, like, what exactly is National Pet Week and why is it only one week out of the year? I mean, shouldn't National right. Pet Week be well, every week? Show, it's every time, and you're always talking pets. Uh-huh, <laughs> and true. I think it's a, it's a great show. Thank and you. And you do a great service. Thank you. And I thank you for that. Um, because it should be celebrated um, every day, because obviously the human-animal bond is so important um, for, for the wellness, and emotional uh, wellness of people. I mean, they, they bring so much love and, and unconditional love and companionship to people. Um, so I, I, I'm with you. Talking pets should be every day, and, <laughs> and we should have a, a, a celebration every day. But at least once a year, we just want to make sure we do bring it to the public awareness that, um, that we have to be responsible. They are not property. They are not part of your furniture. They are part of the family. And as such, they deserve um, to be t- well taken care of. Now, with the uh, you talk about the human-animal bond, which is extremely important these days, because I think you're finding a little bit more people spending time with their pets more than they are with their spouses or their their significant others, you might say. Um, and you find that to be true? Absolutely, and especially the empty nesters mm-hmm. when the kids go to college. Oh my God, um, that that is so important in that step. You need somebody to nurture. You've been for 18 years nurturing this uh, relationship, and then it leaves. And there's a big void in those in the, those people's uh, life, moms uh, and and dads, and uh, pets step in and and they take care just like if it was uh, children with a furry coat on, 
you know, and uh, that's how tight the bond is. And it really helps. That's what I meant. Um, emotional health is 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 the two way street. The dogs benefit, but the but the people benefit, uh, and I believe a lot more. Well, that's the one place on earth where you can actually find true unconditional love is by having a pet in your life. Absolutely. 100%. So it's important to celebrate National Pet Week. We're going to talk a little bit more about it with Dr. Mitzi Vargas. So don't go away. But if you have a question about your pet, give us a call at 844-287-2876. It's a toll-free telephone number. That's 844-287-2876. We want to talk to you. But once again, I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Lisa Santonzi. I'm Dr. Vince Santonzi. And Amanda Page. And the number to call, 844-287-2876. That's the number to call. We want to talk to you about your pets. So pick up the phone and give us a call. Don't forget, you can check out the website at TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N, Pets.com. That's TalkinPets.com. And please join us on Facebook and Twitter. We'll be right back for more of Talkin' Pets. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well-read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. Audible.com makes it easy to stay well-informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening. Audiobooks from Audible turn downtime into uptime. You'll be more productive and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. With Audible, I feel smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try Audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to AudibleDeals.com. That's AudibleDeals.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. unveils $8,000 statue of a local feline celebrity. Cat ladies nod in approval. With a Talking Pets news brief, I'm Amanda Page. Last month, the Scottish town of St. Andrews unveiled a new statue of their local cat celebrity. The lovable 14-year-old ginger stray Hamish McHamish. More than $1,000 was raised by the community to immortalize this fuzzy feline who spent the last seven years adventuring pneumatically around town. But don't worry, cat lovers. Hamish's previous owner, Marianne Baird, makes sure he gets yearly trips to the vet, explaining that Hamish is at his happiest being the kitty's mascot. The idea to create the statue was a no-brainer, and when Flora Sullivan created the fundraiser, the rest of the town rallied around the idea with their wallets in hand. Hamish himself attended the unveiling and arrived to greet the adoring fans in a convertible, his fluffy ginger mane blowing in the wind. If you're interested, the statue can be found at the center of Church Square, where it will remain as a reminder that cats really do own their owners. Reporting for Talking Pets, I'm Amanda Page. I tried to ask her why her life was such a disaster. And she said, meow, 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 meow. And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Lisa Santonzi. I'm Dr. Vince Santonzi. And Zach Buden. And once again, pick up the phone and give us a call at 844-287-2876. 
That's 844-287-2876. We're speaking with Dr. Mitzi Vargas. Uh, she is the owner and founding veterinarian at or- uh, Orchid Springs Animal Hospital. And we're talking about National Pet Week. I wanted to like, come in with Lisa real quick, though. Celebrating National Pet Week, what you did this week, you did a spay uh, program, spay-neuter program with cats, no, correct? an adoption special. Oh, an adoption. $5 adoption special for cats. Oh, is that what it was? Mm-hmm. So I, what, how, how did that work? Did you, you dealt with the shelter and people can come in and adopt for $5, but do... I got, the, the pets aren't spayed and neutered already, right? Yes, they are. Oh, they are? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, so they go out that way. To be adopted. But do they have to pay anything for that extra or no? No, it's a $5 adoption fee, and the cat is spayed or neutered, tested for feline leukemia and FIV, vaccinated against rabies. Now, are these like older cats, kittens, all kinds of ages? All kinds, all kinds shapes, sizes. How ages. many cats did you have at your shelter? Oh, gosh, we probably have two or 300. That many? Yeah. How many did you adopt out? I don't know. I a don't lot? Know. I don't know. Hopefully, I'm hopefully just, a lot. I'm just back there spaying and neutering and examining and testing them. That kept you busy? We, I know we sent a lot out to rescue groups and foster and out into foster because it's kitten season right now. So, How long does it take you to actually do, I, I know a spay is a little bit more difficult, I guess, than a neuter, but mm-hmm. how long does it take you to do a neuter? A cat neuter? Yeah. About 30 seconds. Really? Yeah. You better watch out, Dr. Vance, yeah. because I know you're her husband. I'm sure t- I'm sure Dr. Varg, any any veterinarian can do a cat neuter probably Snip. in about 30 seconds. Yeah. W- what about the Not spay? Cats spay about 10 minutes. Really? Yeah. Still pretty quick. Yeah, well, that's what I do. She's pretty fast. That's, that's what that's I do. Fast doctor. Day. She does so many of them that she's really fast. So why aren't more animals spayed and neutered to help control that pet population? Because cats are very prolific breeders and because they start going into their heat cycle at a young age and they're very fertile Um, and there are a lot of people that don't realize that cats can get pregnant so young they can get pregnant as young as five months five months of age and uh, so there's a lot of oops litters and unfortunately a a lot of people just aren't educated to the fact that they need to get their their cats spayed at a at a young age do you see actually dr vargas um you're speaking on behalf of the american veterinary medical association first of all can you let everyone know across the country what the avma is what they do well the is the association the national association that represents all the um most of the veterinarians in the united states um they adopt the rules of uh, ethical rules and the standards uphold the uh, standard of care of veterinary practice, and they have a lot of uh, duties, and one of them is actually the, the public side of it is promoting the awareness of veterinary medicine. They, we really want to change the public perception of the role of veterinarians being just treating sick animals. Um, we, we do prevention. We can be a very big asset to the pet owner by providing not just the you know sound advice about health care, um, just a, a lot of services that we do, nutrition um, and other services that people might not be aware of. Dr. Vargas, what do you do in, in terms of like with the AVMA um, to promote the awareness of veterinary medicine? I mean, especially during National Pet Week, did you guys do campaigns? Right? Like Dr. Lisa was doing yeah, the adoptions. Yeah, we had a big campaign. Yes, um, I I am the the Spanish uh, language spokesperson for the American Veterinary Medical Association, so I do a lot of public service announcements for radio and and TV, and I also, the big thing, the big message across all the radio interviews I've done is um, challenging the pet owners to change their profile in social media to their pets, and by doing so, opening a little bit about the role, you know, saying a little bit about their pets and the role 
of those pets in their lives. And um, it is true that what we mentioned before, that the human-animal bond is strong, stronger even, I think, than ever, um, because people are being more, I believe, more isolated, um, you know, that, that from physical contact, and so they rely more on their pets to get that, that void. How do you? How important is it actually for an annual checkup on pets? Because I know a lot of people, especially if they have indoor cats, like myself, um, they don't always take their pets in for an annual checkup. But it is extremely important, correct? Oh well, imagine this, John. Um, if you think about how they age and their bodies decay, their organs decay, their function decays a lot faster than humans. So, let's say an average of four years for cats per one human year. So that means that um, if you bring them twice a year, like the AVMA recommends, to twice a year checkups just for wellness, just to see how they're doing, take the, you know, auscultate them, take their weights. Um, and if you do that, you would be, you know, seeing a human every two years. I mean, if you skip your wellness <laughs> checkup and go every two years to the doctors, you know, you, you could miss things. And so the yearly, even once a year, is, is important because we are trying to find problems at the early stages where it's more, like, more likely to be treated and resolved with less expensive, you know, less difficulty and obviously better success because after all, we're here to help you and your pets live a long, sweet life. And, and our job is to intervene and try to fix it. And if we wait until the last minute when the pet is sick. That's, that's why we're trying to raise awareness. And we're not just there for when they're sick, but when they're well, and to help you keep, keep them well. And cats are notorious for faking. They're fakers. You know, they, they, don't, they don't show anything until they're very ill, and then they hide from you. So any changes in behavior for a cat, that usually it's outgoing and then it starts hiding. To me, that's a sign of concern and you should contact your veterinarian. Dr. Mitzi Vargas, don't go away. We're going to be right back. Dr. Vince Santonzi has a commented question for you. Uh, Dr. Vargas is the owner and founding veterinarian of Orchid Springs Animal Hospital out of the Florida area. She's also with the, a member of the American Veterinary Medical Association. We're going to continue on about National Pet Week. But once again, I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Lisa Santonzi. I'm Dr. Vince Santonzi. And Amanda Page. And this is Talking Pets. <laughs> We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Dyson. The new Dyson Animal Vacs are powerful, bagless, upright vacuums for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Vac, go to PetLifeRadio.com forward slash Dyson. PetLifeRadio.com forward slash Dyson. To order your Dyson Animal Vac today. Dyson. Music to your ears. Victoria Schaefer, aspiring actress, babysitter extraordinaire, college student, and animal enthusiast, is on her own for the first time in New York City. Follow Victoria and her two dogs, Rue and Echo, as she cares for her furry friends and juggles home life and career, all the while managing to survive in the world's most hectic city. The exciting animal adventures and secret stories from both ends of the leash that make up the tales of the city. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On PetLife Radio. PetLife Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. 
with this hour's Talking Pets news from the USA Today. Here's your host, John Patch. Out of San Diego, California, Gal Gal, one of the San Diego Zoo's three giant pandas, was recovering on Wednesday from surgery to remove his right testicle because of a tumor. The one-hour procedure on Tuesday was a success. Dr. Lisa? From Salt Lake City, Utah, an animal rights activist's request to install a roadside memorial at the site where hundreds of turkeys died in a truck crash has been denied. The Utah Department of Transportation rejected the request made by Amy Meyer on behalf of People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. Dr. Vince? From the District of Columbia, the National Zoo is planning a free concert on Monday featuring the band Portugal the Man to draw attention to the dwindling number of about 400 Sumatran tigers left in the wild. John? 400? Only 400. Amazing. Yeah. In Panama City, Florida, wildlife officials said a black bear that had been relocated to a forest some 90 miles away has made its way back to Panama City, Florida. Now, Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission spokesman Stan Kirkland said the 350-pound black bear was tranquilized on April 14th after it was spotted about 40 feet up in a tree. From Springfield, Illinois, lawmakers are considering a bill that would make Illinois the first state to require pet shops to sell only dogs and cats that they've acquired from animal shelters and not from commercial breeders. I like that idea. It's aimed at putting so-called puppy mills out of business. Dr. Vince. Here's a short one from International Falls, Minnesota. The moose population in Voyagers National Park appears to be holding relatively steady. Good. John? In St. Louis, Missouri, a three-month-old bear cub that created a brief rabies scare after nipping college students has a new home at the zoo. Conservation officials are investigating how the bear was allowed contact with humans in the first place. From North Platte, Nebraska, Nebraska horse owners are being encouraged to watch for signs of a deadly virus because a Kansas horse that had the equine herpes virus participated in a barrel racing event in Lincoln last month. The Kansas horse and a horse from Wisconsin that tested positive for the disease after the event were both euthanized. And here's another short one from Salt Lake City, Utah. A South Jordan pigeon keeper fighting to maintain his backyard shelter for hundreds of the birds could soon lose the structure under a new judge's order. John? And once again, you're listening to Talkin' Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Lisa Santonzi. I'm Dr. Vince Santonzi. And Amanda Page. The number to call is 844-287-2876. That's You're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Lisa Santonzi. I'm Dr. Vince Santonzi. And Amanda Page. The number to call is 844-287-2876. That's 844-287-2876. We're speaking with Dr. Mitzi Vargas, and she is the owner and founding veterinarian of Orchid Springs Animal Hospital out of the Florida market, and of course with the American Veterinary Medical Association, that stands for AVMA, um, initiated. But um, Dr. Vince, you had a question or a comment, I think, for, for me? Yeah, I did. Um, you know, Dr. Vargas, uh, what you were saying right before we went on the break is, is very true. And, you know, one of the things I think, um, one of the problems 
with um, in veterinary medicine today is that a lot of people seem to equate visits to their veterinarian with shots, with the shots. They just need to get their animal the shots. And so as a result, you see a lot of people go using venues where they just get shots and they don't get exams or they don't pursue getting an exam. And there's so much more to animal health and wellness and preventative medicine than just getting shots. I mean, that's a small part of it. Vaccines are important, of course. But for each life stage of an animal, there's so much more that people need to do. It'd be like trying to think what the equivalent would be in human medicine. It'd be like instead of going and see a doctor, you just, um, I just got to go get, I got to go get the aspirins. Let's go get the aspirins. And that's it. You went to your doctor's office to get the aspirins and then you left, you know. So I don't know if that's a good analogy or not, but um, it's, it's, it's really, really important that people have annual uh, exams done on their pets. They have annual blood work done on their pets. Preventative medicine, because it's so much, and it's so much less expensive to prevent a disease from, for your animal than having to treat the disease after the animal gets it. And I just don't think that enough people understand that. Absolutely, and and one of the things is everybody wants a, a positive outcome. And of course, if you go at the latest hour when when the uh, the signs are obvious that your pet is sick, then uh, nobody's it's a lose lose situation. Whereas if you do yearly blood work, you can detect so many uh, things early on where your veterinarian and, and the pet owner, you know they can form a plan of action where we can extend the life of that pet, the quality of the life of that pet. We could even um, halt the disease or, or completely um, change with a changing lifestyle and, and some medications. We can actually eliminate the, the problem. And, and so the saddest thing for a veterinarian is when you see the pets and they die of preventable diseases. Absolutely. Or they die yeah. of, of something that could have been treated like um, like a diabetic that um, is decompensated and become acidotic and it dies and and you think to yourself you know have I seen this pet two months before prior to when it presented we could have had a totally different uh, outcome and we would have not cheated that do- that dog or that cat or or they have uh, years of good life or they won't eat because they've never had um, a dental cleaning or dental checkup in their, their lives. And, you know, now they're nine or 10 years old, they won't eat, their teeth are, they have terrible dental disease. And, yeah. you know, they, they need to have all their teeth extracted, where if they would have had regular dental checkups and dental cleanings throughout their life, you know, they would have a much better quality of life when they're nine or 10 years old. Absolutely. And I think they love the pets like a little kid. And what I challenge uh, your li- the listeners of your show is to think about them like a little kid as well. All the diseases that you can think of in humans, um, they have it in pets as well, you know, most of them. And uh, diabetes, the, the epidemic in obesity is, is mirroring, the pets are mirroring mm-hmm. the, the yes. things that are happening with the human population. They, they have an epidemic of obesity in the pets. Um, diabetes, type 2 diabetes in, you know, cats uh, is just rampant. Um, and so many diseases that are controllable uh, and that can give a, a good outcome can be detected early. And the veterinarian is your biggest asset. Um, I think another, on the same vein that what you're saying, 
is um, consulting Dr. Google for everything. Mm. And, you know, when you have a veterinarian and you have that relationship, you can ask uh, that veterinarian because we are all here for to help people, and we love helping people, and our staff love, you know, answering questions and helping people. So I think that the, the pet owners are missing a lot of value if you don't have a good relationship with uh, a veterinarian. Dr. Vargas, do you find at your clinic, your particular clinic, when you're talking about bringing the pets in for a checkup, blood work, and so on and so forth, but what about in terms of your specialties, like when you're talking about acupuncture and stuff, are you finding more more people are taking advantage with their pets of, you know, holistic-type medicines, homeopathic medicines? Yes, I, I do, John, and I'm a little surprised because I am not in a big metropolis. I'm in Winter Haven, Florida, population 25,000, <laughs> and so in the midst of the, um, you know, the state, heart of, of the state, and uh, so we're not known for our progressive stance on anything, <laughs> and so um, when I went to uh, study that, it was because, you know, personal interest. Uh, I love the German Shepherd breed, and my dog had, um, you know, arthritis, degenerative joint disease, and I, he couldn't take some of those pills, uh, the painkillers, and I wanted to do some alternative, more holistic, more, more natural way of controlling the pain. And uh, that's when I my interest in nutritional um, um, care and my interest in in um, traditional Chinese uh, medicine started. And uh, as I started seeing results and people just, you know, they trust me for everything else, so they start trusting me in this one. And now I have referrals from other colleagues. They refer cases that don't respond to this are not responding the way they want to the traditional approach, and I get referrals from colleagues and people uh, refer other people. So yes, it is uh, it is becoming more and more accepted. Where can actually, Dr. Vargas, where can people like pet owners, basically pet parents, get more information on National Pet Week and, for instance, the AVMA? Yeah, the, the, the websites that I'll give you will be avma.org and myveterinarian.com. Um, those are really good, uh, trustworthy sites. Healthypets.com is another one um, that is from uh, the American Animal Hospital Association. And they, these are, they have good credentials, they have good information, and they can send you to, um, towards the information that you're seeking and help you out in the questions that you have regarding your pet. Uh, but basically, you have a great asset for all pet, pet owners uh, listening to your show. You got a great asset and your veterinarian please use it um, we're all wanting to help your pets live a longer happier life and national pet week is, is only one week but it's every day love your pet be a responsible pet owner every day um, they they pay back in unconditional love like you say and uh, it's definitely worth it Dr. Mitzi Vargas, thanks so much for joining us here to uh, discuss and talk about National Pet Week. It was a great pleasure, and uh, we look forward to talking with you again down the line. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Vargas. Thank you. Once again, that's Dr. Mitzi Vargas, and uh, if you would like to find out more about the AVMA, go to doc- uh, you can go to avma.org. That's their direct website. You can find out more information at TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N-Pets.com, TalkinPets.com. Underneath the news section, you'll see the banner there for the AVMA. You can click on that. It'll uh, give you some advice and some information and some information about Dr. Vargas. So check that out and make sure that you're celebrating, of course, this week, National Pet Week. But that, like, should be every day, correct? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. I want to ask you, um, with Dr. Vargas Gown, when we come back out of this break, um, vaccinations, there seems to be a lot of um, misconceptions about certain things. Some, some doctors are saying they should be vaccinated more often. Some people are saying their pets are vaccinated too much. And I'm kind of curious to know what you guys, Dr. Vincent, Dr. Lisa, have to think about vaccinations and should you be sticking to them as much as everybody says that you should? You're both looking at me with like a blank right. face, like a deer in headlights. No. We'll find out what the answer is when we come back. That was Dr. Mitzi Vargas. Once again, check out AVMA. That's AVMA.org is their direct website, or go to TalkingPets.com. Don't forget, you can join us on Facebook and Twitter. The icons are right there at the top of the homepage at TalkingPets.com. And there is a new pet mall on there. If you want to do some pet shopping and pet products, check out the pet mall. Click on that, and you can see what we have on there to offer. So check that out, too. It's the Pet Mall banner right there on the home page. But once again, I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Lisa Santonzi. I'm Dr. Vince Santonzi. And Amanda Page. And in training today is Lexi Lapp. So uh, we're going to be hearing her voice somewhere along the line, I think. So uh, you picking it up? Give me a nod. Okay? She's, yeah. She's a broadcaster from the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. So that's Lexi Lapp. But we'll be right back. Once again, you are listening to Talking Pets. Talking Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well... Four to be exact. I love my pets. The new single by Mark Winter. Available on iTunes. This year, Americans are expected to spend a jaw-dropping $36 billion on their pets. From lighted leashes to high-end spa products, the discriminating pet owner can find just about anything to pamper his or her pet. Hi, this is Michelle Fern. Join me every week for Best Bets for Pets, where we'll talk about the latest pet products and talk to the companies that make them. Best Bets for Pets, every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. A Dallas hardware store unusual mascot is providing popular with customers. With a Talking Pets news brief, I'm Lexi Lapp. Prince George is a buff opping... Orpington Rooster. He occupies his spot in the front of the Gecko Hardware Store in Dallas, Texas. The store's, the store's co-owner, Andrea Riddout, says foot traffic went up noticeably on the weekends when customers realized the rooster likes the attention. Riddout says Prince George started ruling the roost when a little girl returned him after she learned he wouldn't become a hen. The rooster has occupied the top spot on the store's pecking order for a year. Dallas officials have given the store an exemption to keep the feathered animal on the premises. Prince George also visits schools and senior center sites. Reporting from Talking Pets, I'm Lexi Lapp.
And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Lisa Santonzi. I'm Dr. Vince Santonzi. And Amanda Page. And that was Lexi Laugh that just read that story. She's our uh, in-training producer. Good job. We gave her the thumbs up. So, once again, give us a call at 844-287-2876. If you have a question or a comment, we're speaking with Dr. Lisa and Dr. Vince about vaccinations. And the big question was that some, some veterinarians think that vaccinations are too often. Um, some think they're not often enough. So I'm curious to get the two cents here from Dr. Lisa and Dr. Vince. What do you guys think? Too often? Too much? Well, here's what I, here's what I uh, teach my students at the vet tech program. That, um, first of all, when you set up a vaccination protocol for an animal, it should be based on the animal's lifestyle. There's a couple things you have to take into consideration. Number one is the animal's lifestyle. Number two is, for instance, with rabies, what does the law say? The, the law says that um, the first time a, an animal gets vaccinated with rabies, it's got to be for one year, and then three years thereafter for the particular county or state in which you live. Then, you know, for vaccines like that, you should comply with the law. For other vaccines, um, they you have to look at what the label says, what the manufacturer has a, a labeled or has gotten a label for. Is it a one-year or a three-year but you can also take into consideration the fact that some vaccines are, it's, it's established that they uh, afford protection for three years. Some afford protection for even longer than that. So it depends on the lifestyle of the animal. It depends on the statutes for certain vaccines like rabies. It depends on um, the, type of the, the type of vaccine, sure. Uh, for, for example, feline leukemia for cats. I mean, if, if a cat is indoor only, it's, been, it's not what we consider an at-risk cat, where it's an indoor-only cat. If you get that cat vaccinated for feline leukemia as a kitten, and it's not going to be around any other feline leukemia, what I do is I vaccinate him as a kitten. I give him two, one, and then a booster. Uh, and then I, vac- I tend to vaccinate him again at a year old. And then if they're not at risk, I never vaccinate him again for feline leukemia. So other people just vaccinate them just as kittens. They give the two series as, as a kitten, and then they never vaccinate them again. However, if it's an outdoor cat or an, or an indoor-outdoor cat where it's at risk, considered an at-risk animal, then uh, it should be vaccinated every year. Another thing that your listeners should keep in mind is that the American Association of Feline Practitioners, that's the AAFP, has very good um, vaccination recommendations and guidelines on their website for veterinarians and cat owners. And the American Animal Hospital Association has excellent guidelines for canine vaccinations on their website. So if listeners want to know what the experts are recommending, they could look at those websites. And again, the websites? Um, Well, I don't know the websites, but you can just Google American Association of Feline Practitioners. Everything's Google these days. Or American Animal Hospital Association. Makes it easy enough. So what about, like, when you're talking about vaccinations, what about rabies? Is that, like, a one-year, is that a three-year vaccination? As I said, yeah, the first time an animal gets it, if it's a puppy or if if it's a stray and you don't know its vaccine, uh, vaccine history, the first time you give it rabies, it should be for one year. And then... After you, that, know, you know, then it's every three years that you know, thereafter. Well, in the state of Florida. In the state it's of Florida. I think most states are probably years. similar to Florida. So, that it, But it could vary. Some states might request. Yeah, you well, need, you need yeah. to look at your state law. 
In fact, it's only been, uh, well, I don't know, maybe seven or eight years since Florida went to, every county in Florida went to that protocol, whereas one year for the first time it's vaccinated, and then three years thereafter, because it used to be county by county in Florida. You know what I want to ask you earlier when we were talking with Dr. Mitzi Vargas about National Pet Week? I think Dr. Vince, I think you mentioned it about blood work. Mm -hmm. Um, If you were taking your pet into a veterinarian and they were doing just a blood panel, what are they checking for if they're doing just a basic blood background? Like, what do they look for? They're looking for values that are indicative of perhaps kidney malfunction. There are certain values in the blood that will go up if the kidney starts to fail. There are other values that will tend to go up and be higher than normal baseline levels if, uh, say, the liver starts to have problems. Certain values, if the animal gets certain metabolic diseases like um, diabetes, of course, blood glucose will go up. Um, and, uh, and obviously, lesser-known um, pathologies will cause changes as well. For instance, if there's a certain type of cancer called an insulinoma, then the blood glucose will go down. So you look at the different parameters, and then you try, if they're out of whack, if they're out of normal, then you try to equate that with the different things we know about that cause those types of problems. So absolutely crucial that animals get a routine um, blood work on a yearly basis, as far as I'm concerned, and if they're geriatric, perhaps even more frequently. Well, once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. The number to write down and keep it in your uh, in your directory there is 844-287-2876. That's 844-287-2876. A big shout-out to WZHR um, in uh, Wesley Chapel there and also, of course, WTIS in Tampa Bay. So uh, we want to hear from you guys, so pick up the phone and give us a call. And KPRL, big shout out there in California for tuning into us and uh, we want to talk to you so give us a call WRSC as well in State College Pennsylvania but once again I'm John Patch I'm Dr. Lisa Santonzi I'm Dr. Vince Santonzi and Amanda Page where's my Zach oh I'm right here (laughs) you gonna say goodbye for this hour bye bye and a big shout out to Lexi Lapp who is in training here at Talking Pets catching on doing okay Lexi you can go up on the mic and what do you think yeah it's fun Zach, all I'm going to say is behave yourself. Oh, stop. Lexi's cute. I believe it. (laughs) Once again, spay and neuter your pets and help control that pet population. And don't forget, when you're looking to adopt a pet, go to your local animal shelter or rescue group and adopt a pet there. From all of us here at Talkin' Pets, don't forget, check out TalkinPets.com. No G in the Talkin', T-A-L-K-I-N, Pets.com. And please join us on Facebook and Twitter. Say goodbye, guys. Bye. Bye. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.